0: you as the king of kings the lord of lords we come before you today father because trusting and believing that you're still god and got all by yourself lord you, Jesus. fulfill my life yes, lord Jesus. With what you want us to see yes, in us god yes, with only things that are absolutely filled with your anointing your power yes. and your spirit today lord we cry out to you father yes, lord. come on by do something miraculous in this place. We come expecting miracles to happen, God, because you're still God. Yes. And as such, Lord, hallelujah, God, we'll wait. We'll tarry if we have to, but come nigh, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Break the yoke of bondage, those who have been held back, the Lord, because they have to send freedom is when we're connected to you. So connect us, Father. Liberty, Lord, is when we're walking in your glory. So God, send your glory. Father, now, do something that would turn us into new. New beings with you. New lovers of your glory. The touch New lovers of your wonderful ways, dear Father. So God, now, (laughs) hallelujah, as we stretch out before you, let it happen in this place like never before. Your anointing is here. It's so splendid. It's so marvelous, Father. You're so awesome in this place today, Father. So Lord, here I am me upon the potter's wheel with thy hand anoint me now yes, Lord. as I decrease father you increase more me into the man of God you call me to be for the season and just for this reason and for now yes, Lord. breathe the breath of life into me father the only words that I will speak today will be from you with clarity and precision we ask these things in the great name of Jesus we pray we all say amen 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 get ready for the Lord today Hallelujah, hallelujah It appears that my mic is tripping (laughs) So we're going to do away with the mic today Amen To God be the glory, amen Hey, while you're yet standing, please turn with me to Proverbs 3, 23 and 7, please, if you don't mind Not much to talk about here. Not many words, but a whole lot to say. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad to have you here. Those of you are watching us online, wherever you may be, uh, we are streaming. We are moving. And so we're excited about the fact that we are moving. And just uh, this is one of our last services in this place, this temporary location. And we're so excited about the new church site that we have. Just five minutes from here, but beautiful place. We're ecstatic about it. God is doing some miraculous, wonderful things, and as being so, we celebrate him today, and we're glad that you're joining us, and we're, we're going to stream for the next four weeks out of this location, and then we'll be in our new place, and so uh, it's exciting, right? Amen. Proverbs, the 23rd chapter and the 7th verse, I won't be before you long, it's a very simple thing. It says here, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he, amen, so as he thinketh thinketh in his heart, so is he. Just the first part of the passage of Scripture. Give me rest in the presence of the Most High, our God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So as we get started here today, and nobody seemed to want to turn this, amen. I want to thank my wife, Rachel, for um, leading us in praise and worship today. Amen. Amen. She's doing a wonderful job, wonderful job, wonderful job, wonderful job, wonderful job, wonderful job. Wonderful job. And thank you for coming out, those who are here. We're really uh, shut down for the next four weeks, but we want to uh, still have some service. Amen. We're taking a break until we get into our new place. And it's ecstatic that we're doing so. I'm just so, you know, we're two years old, and God is... Uh, doing some miraculous things we couldn't even understand or explain and when we, when we think we need him he shows up amen and we needed a place we looked for months and then we got to what we call our unofficial deadline we just was tired of looking. God provided us a place and so man I'm just ecstatic. So anyway we're going on our series still the power of leadership we're talking about leadership in today's theme we're talking about the power of thinking. <clears throat> so, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So is she. You got to bear with me, too. Please pray for me. I'm getting over a cold I've had for the last couple of days, three days or so. And uh, but I never miss uh, a Sunday because of illness. I figure if I can go to work and I'm sick, this is my job. Then I need to come to work if I'm sick. man. When I was a college professor, the rule that we had as a professor is this. You don't go to, you don't lecture that, that that class. Only two reasons. One is if you have a temperature, because you don't want to get anybody else ill. And two is if your insides are coming out. Amen. And those are only two reasons. And so that's the two reasons I use now when I preach as well. If I, I can make it through that, then I I could show up. Amen. And let the Lord have his way. So the power of thinking. So as a man thinking, so is he. So we want to put some time into thinking, 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 thinking. Well, quite often we use the anointing to, to tell us all things, which is good. The, the word says the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. Amen. But sometimes we have to also put in the perspective that we have to change how we view ourselves. Especially those people who've been afflicted with enslavement for hundreds of years. You have to change how, you have to change where, sometimes even where you live makes you think a particular way about who you are. Amen. But if you understand that you're God created you to be who he created you to be, that you're God's creation, you're made in the image of God, you have to change how you view yourself because you are a mighty creation by God himself. Amen? Amen. There's one thing for certain, there'll never be another one like you. You are unique. When God created you, he finished his work with you. But then we have to go and do our side of the work to go alongside of what he started and what he will complete in you. But sometimes we slow up the process. We derail the process because we don't think as though we're God's creation. made in his image. But we are. So today I just want to talk to you about the power of thinking. How we view oneself. Amen. I'm excited about it. I'm so excited about it. There's a guy named Solomon. First Kings, third chapter, tells about Solomon. Matter of fact, you want to learn about Solomon? Read First Kings, chapter one through eleven. It tells you the story and the life of King Solomon. Mm-hmm. King Solomon was the son of King David, and when he took the reins of king, he was just a young child at the time, and so he went. And he gave his to the altar. and He gave his his, his continued offerings to the Lord at the altar. And when he did such at the altar, uh, I just got thrown off from what I was thinking because there was movement in the place. <laughs> well, he came to the altar, and then he sat down and you can't move anymore. We're going to stay where we are. And then, and then he came to the altar, he gave, an offer, he gave his offering to the Lord. And then we talked about dreams and visions in the past. And so he had this dream, and he went into this dream with the Lord. And he had this conversation with God in his dream. You know, there's some powerful things that happen in our dreams. You can't discount your visions and your dreams that you have. What's your dream for yourself? Have you you had a dream for yourself? It's coming to the end of 2019. Are you still dreaming of what God's going to do in 2019? I'm here to tell you, what he started, he will finish. If he will come to pass, Amen. How's your dreaming? How's your dreams? Solomon had this dream. He says, I'm, I'm a young child. I'm only a child, but I have all these vast numbers of people, and more people than I can, even, uh, I can even count. You can't count the number of people, but uh, how do I lead them, God? He was concerned about leading them, What he asked God for is Give me understanding and wisdom. See, Solomon understood is that he had to change how he was thinking. And the Lord God blessed him because he says, I see what you're asking, and I I appreciate who you are. I understand your situation, but what what I'm impressed by is the fact that you didn't ask for wealth and riches. You asked for wisdom and understanding. So then the Lord blessed him with not only what he asked for, but he, he blessed him also with wealth and riches. Because he changed how he was thinking. Quite often we get caught up in today's society and I I see more pastors showing me their shoes than I see them showing me their text. I see more pastors into what they're wearing more so than, you know, than the anointing. Not that I'm discounting that. That's fine. That's your style. But I'm telling you, this society has now embarked upon the pulpit. Now the pulpit is imitating the society. And society now has inflicted upon us so much that we think success is based upon what you look like. I spent the time this past weekend celebrating Christmas at the beach with my lovely and it reminded me of growing up on the West Coast when they had that dirty beach water and sand and but what you wore, when I went to high school, what we wore were, I went clothes shopping for school, and I can remember going and everybody buying t-shirts and Levi jeans, the button fly, mm-hmm. and a pair of inexpensive uh, Adidas or Vans, and that was what we wore. That was our style. I mean, we were doing it. We thought we were doing it because we were simple. You didn't know, for looking at somebody, you didn't know if they were wealthy, wealthy, rich, or poor. We all kind of looked alike because it really didn't matter what you, out, but today, I, you know, I, 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 you go talk to a student in a, in a middle school, and they're talking about the Jordans that they have on for $200. And they think they're the man because they have on these Jordans, but they can't play like Jordan. I said, where's your game? They can't play like him. All they're doing, Michael Jordan's a billionaire. how do he get to be a billionaire? By selling folk $200 shoes that he paid $2 to make and $3 to ship. <laughs> it costs more to ship a shoe than it is to, to make a shoe probably, I don't know. So we had to change how we think. When I went off to college in Atlanta, I still dressed like I was from the west coast of Los Angeles. I still dressed with my jeans and my t-shirts and my boots, I had on these combat boots I just like to wear. I dressed like I was back home in L.A. But when I got there, I didn't know the cultures had mixed and shifted, and so I was looking like I was a hobo when everybody else was dressed up. The sisters had on pumps and going to class and looking fly and beautiful and the full face and full. I mean, today, you know, I, you go to McDonald's and they have on a, a nice, beautiful wig and weave and full face makeup on and eyelashes that fly like this and looking, you know what I'm saying, looking good, right? And then the tattoo on the making it all put together and then they just they just fly, you know? And they go ask you, well, what you want? We're at McDonald's, you know? And then they can't even find, they got to look at the picture. I mean, but I'm just saying, I mean, we have changed, we have Taking on how we think is just sometimes not, you know what I'm saying? I, but I think that here, Solomon, God was so impressed that Solomon didn't ask for the wealth and the riches, that he asked for wisdom, he was thinking more like a leader. So we're in a series of power leadership, and so we want to talk. We talk about we lead from the front. We here at the ELC we lead from the point of the spear. We go to the front and we lead. But if we lead we have to be an example of what God has created us to be. We can't lead like the rest of everybody else. Amen. We have to be the image of God. We have to be godly. Amen. But for us to do that collectively, we have to change how we think. There's power in your thinking. There's power in your thinking the Lord finished in verse fourteen says, and if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, I will give you long life. He multiplied it, he gave him a double portion of anointing, not just wealth and riches but he gave him long life, and said so that as long as he lived there will be no other king like him he'll be the king of the lower level kings because god is the king of kings but he'll be the king of those who on earth amen yeah. to those who follow and no one could be compared to his wealth his power his riches and his wisdom as long as he was alive i don't know about you but i want that in my life I want God to look upon me and say, you know, I I see what you're doing. I see how you're serving me, but I, I, I know. I I ask for wisdom. I've changed how I pray. I used to. I I learned from this lesson. I used to. I find myself asking for particular things, but I come to realize that if I can envision it and I can imagine it, I can go after and get it. Mm -hmm. Right. But God's anointing, if I can envision it and it's in his will, I know that we can obtain it. We can obtain it. But we gotta change how we think. We gotta change how we think. Matter of fact, I'm on the season of double portion. I believe this church is too. We went on our vacation, and I don't know what you tell about we we're going on vacations, but we're on a vacation and and uh they made one little error on our vacation. They we they left the door unlocked. They went in our room and left the door unlocked in a jar. Yeah, well, we were out doing what we do on vacation. We came back, and the door was open. and I'm like, what's going with the door? Long story short, they gave us our stay for free. Because, see, I believe that wherever I walk, I mean, there's an anointing in it, right? I, I believe, I told you last week that we're in a double, we're in a season of double anointing. God is blessing us above and beyond, Amen. So I, don't, if we're, I believe if I'm experiencing, you're experiencing, you're experiencing it, you're experiencing it, you're experiencing back. We all going to experience it. It's falling down right now. Grab hold of it. Grab hold of it, brother. Grab hold of it. Grab hold of it. <laughs> I'll keep these things, these two things, these two facts in place, all right? One, you are engaged in an understanding of major importance to you. To be sure of success, you must have plans which are faultless, you must have plans which are faultless. Which means when you go into 2020, what's your plan for the year? My wife and I will get together, and we're going to lay out our plan for 2020. I'm going to get a vision board, and I'm going to create me a vision board so I can see what we plan for the, next, for the whole year. And I'm trusting God that the things we pray for with him we make these plans will come to pass. But I'm not going into 2020 without something on paper. What's your plan? See, as you change the way you think amen? amen. Leaders plan. Your leaders plan. Two. This is some facts. You must have the advantage of the of experience, education, na native ability, and imagination of of other minds. You must have the advantage of experience, education, native ability, and imagination of, of other minds. This is in harmony with the methods followed by every person who has accumulated great blessings, great fortune, great wealth. You have to have it. You can't do it by yourself. Who's on your team? I make it a point that people around me here at this church who are smarter than me, wiser than me, more accomplished than me. I have to, because I ain't all that. And when you get to a point where you understand that you're not all that, then God can actually move you forward. Mm -hmm. Who's on your team? You know, Michael Jordan, we love Michael Jordan. I still think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest basketball player to ever leave. But Michael Jordan... Y'all don't want to hear that. 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 You're going to debate with me later, but y'all want to hear that. But 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 when Michael Jordan had won those championships, if he didn't have Scottie Pippen and Steve Kerr and – and and the crazy, I mean, the, the nice guy, where he we was, you know, talking about the worm. I mean, it was a team effort. As great as he was and is, look at LeBron. LeBron, I'm a Laker fan. I try to be a Laker fan. It's hard to be a Laker fan in the season because I never known a Laker team to lose to the Clippers two times in a season. What is that all about? I don't even understand. But if LeBron is supposed to be the greatest player of all times, or arguably, or number two, or whatever it is. I don't know. You can't be if you lose it to the Clippers. But he still has he still has great po- amount of points, and assists. he leads the league in and, and assists. So what it tells you is, if he is number one, number two, number three best players ever played in the NBA, if he is that, say he is, say he is. It was his team that's holding him back, because he's getting the points and his assists. He's, he's representing. So again, I ask you, how's your team? Who's on your team? No matter how good or great you are, if your team is weak, you weak. If your team is weak, then you are weak. You leading a weak team. You're losing. No matter how good or great you are, you're going to lose. So God is telling us, go going to our lessons of today. <laughs> Yeah, I was just, prepared, just getting it started, just getting it started. You know, we we teach here, we teach here, we're teaching ministry right out of the Bible. We don't usher away anyway from the Bible. My grandmother taught me the Bible. I've been living on the Bible ever since then. I don't move away from it. That's where we're going. Amen. We're going to leave here with some strength in our bones. I'm excited. Lesson one. If you want to find our notes, go to empowerliving.com church and hit the Sundays tab and you'll find our sermon notes there. Lesson one, allow yourself with a group of as many people as you need for the creation and carrying out of your plan or plans for the accumulation of success, making use of the mastermind principle. We are creating a mastermind, a church family that has in sync with one another, of of being in sync with one another. (laughs) Amen. It's a mastermind concept, a business concept. You put yourself around people who can help you accumulate your success, your blessings, fulfill your plan for your life. Amen? Amen. We understand that God is our leader. Jesus is our king. The Holy Spirit is all around us, empowering us and teaching us all things. And after we do all those, understand that, we got to get together a team. A mastermind team where we get together on a regular basis. We get together twice, twice a week as a church to create this mastermind because we want to believe people become successful. There's entrepreneurs blowing up out this church, blowing it up. It's exciting to see. So you sit down with somebody and you have a plan and you watch them work their plan and then you go into their business and it's flourishing. Amen. Cause see, it's all about changing your life holistically and being having an empowered life. Yes, it's being filled with the Holy Spirit. You gotta have that. Yes, it's being intelligent and well taught and educated. Yes, you have to have that. But yes, it's also being free, liberated financially as well. Get you some freedom. We all working towards it. It may take somebody a year. May take somebody twenty five. But work towards it. That's why we provide somebody here in the church, in the church, in the the headquarters, in the office for somebody to help you with your financial plans. Next 2020, we start another class from Financial Peace University and we'll also have a family wealth building class as well in partnership with Dr. Fraser. We're moving forward because we believe that you have to live an empowered life. You can't be worried about how you going to pay next month's mortgage or next month's rent? You can't be, that can't be holding you back. You know, you got to be free to serve him. Free to serve him. We want you free to serve God with all that you have. So it's out of our self-interest is that you are a budding entrepreneur that you're providing jobs for other people that you are being able to take care of your family holistically through prayer and fasting and finances and good health. It's to our it's in our self interest that you have those things so that the counseling doesn't have to be, you know, the tragedies of life. It could be, you know, where you're going on vacation, where's your kid going to college, where you're taking your wife on a date, you know. When you, when you open up your next business or your next piece of, next property or when you're flipping that house, we want to have those type of conversations with you, amen? We have the other ones too, but we want to have more of those in the, than the negative ones, amen? Wow, let's go to Proverbs fifteen twenty two, and I'll read it for you in the NIV version, just to support what I said about lesson one. Plans fail for lack of counsel. But with many advisors, they succeed. See? You got to get all... Who's your team all around you? Who are your advisors? Going to 2020, we have seven new advisors of pastors who are church planters. Some with mega churches, some with large churches, some with budding churches. But we want to have all spectrums of advisors so that we can be better equipped go on and be prepared to get into the next decade somebody said the next decade starts after no next decade is a year away but we want to be prepared as we go into the next decade amen plans fail for the lack of counsel but with many advisors they succeed where's your advisors amen i love it i love it lesson two before forming your mastermind, before forming your church family here, alliance, your advisors, decide what advantages, what benefits individuals will receive. There's one thing that people will work for, you know, where people work for a salary. They love to, the money makes people come to work. You went to work last week, week before last, I don't know what your vacation schedule is, because you were getting paid. Amen? Right? And, and, and you expect to get paid. Just like here at the church, people come to volunteer, they serve, they're expecting something in return. You can't, I I love for people to come and give of themselves every Sunday and every midweek service and during the course of the week for free. Now, I'm not talking monetary, but you in return for your service. You you, you had to, you know, it could be the feeling of doing God's work. It could be the feeling of knowing that God will bless me on the other side, but you have to anticipate that people want something in return for their service. Something. Not necessarily monetary, but something in return. I had one of my advisors come he came and told me, we we're sitting down having dinner, and he said, he's a very successful business person, and he said to me, what service are you providing your people? What are they getting in return from the church? And I said, we have church. <laughs> he said, no, that's not enough. But I said, I'm in the business of church. No, nah, you need to be providing something else besides church. And it really made me think, you know, what What are we providing people? Tangible. And we can articulate it now. Miracles are happening. You come here, you experience Miracles. Kids are being baptized. Your children, those trifling children, are being baptized. We love on them, you fuss at them. We love on them, you fuss at them because you live with them. We only see them a little bit at a time. Amen. Little ones are coming up saying, Can I I wanna be I wanna be saved? They're getting something tangible. And nothing else, we feed you a whole lot. We provide kids' ministry for your families. We provide date night. We, you know We have to then articulate what we provide to people because we do provide something to them beyond worship experience here at the church Amen. that makes us unique from everybody else. we bring bringing it. Amen? Amen. i support it with some scripture. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23-24. It says here, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that for the, from the Lord you will receive the inheritance of your reward. You're serving the Lord your Christ. So, whatever you're doing, you got to understand, put it in perspective that if you start flipping burgers at at Burger King, which you know they got that new impossible burger that we tend to love at this church, but if they if they flipping burgers at impossible impossible burgers at Burger King, you need to know that you and they're doing it for the Lord, amen. You know, if pro- it's providing you a salary to take care of your family, you you know that's your responsibility. The Lord gave you that responsibility. You're doing it for the Lord. No matter what you're doing, you got to put it into perspective. That even in my business, I'm a lawyer and I'm over here prosecuting. You got to put it in perspective. Matter of fact, I can't stand prosecutors too much because most of them are crooked. But but I mean, but 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 what I'm saying is, but if you understand, a prosecutor understands that what they're doing is for the, the work of the Lord, then it becomes a ministry not just locking up people, not just, not just making deals with people so they can, you know, say they sign some agreement to say, you know, we got to move beyond that. There are more people who are in, just so many people, disproportionate amount of people in jail right now because they can't make bail. Because they can't make bail. So they locked up because they can't afford to get out. Because the system is broken. So we need folk in the system who have the ministry of Jesus on their hearts. So if everybody was working, understanding that if every believer was working with the understanding that what they're doing is for the Lord, then this would be a much better society as a whole. Amen? So, no matter what you're doing, it's, you are significant to God being getting the glory through your work because you are an ambassador of Jesus. So, whatever you're doing, work hard at it because somebody is watching you work. And they're witnessing you being a witness for God. Amen. Amen. So, whatever you do, work hardly as for the Lord and not for man. Lesson three, lesson three, lesson three, lesson three. I'm loving this today. I'm getting some out of this. You get some out of this, I'm getting some out of this. You get some out of this, I'm getting some out of this. Lesson three. Arrange to meet with the members of your church family, members of your mastermind, or members of your advisors, at least twice a week or more if possible, until you have jointly perfected the necessary plan or plans for the completion of your goals and objectives. We get together twice a month, twice a week here as a minimum here in Power Living Church because it's part of the process of developing the plans. Until you're working in, in lock, sync, and form with one another, until your plan is perfected, not, until it jointly comes together, collectively together, and everybody's on the same page, you need to meet on a regular basis. So we meet Tuesday, so I invite you Tuesday Bible study for one hour, and Sunday mornings. Amen? Tuesdays and Sundays. We're creating this master plan. I had this song in my mind from uh, Eric B. and Rakim. I I don't know if I should go there, but thinking of a master plan in the house. Anyway, that was a good song, wasn't it? That was a good song. That's a a classic. (laughs) That's a classic. Amen. Uh, I don't know. All I know is thinking of a master plan. I can't think of the right ra- I hear the beat in my head. You know, I have the beat, but bless my heart. <laughs> now, I'm going to support this with scripture, but I just told you. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 23, 24 says this. NIV version. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 23, 24 says this. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for we for he who promised is faithful. Talking about God. And let us consider how we, that's you and me, may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Verse 25 says, Not giving up meeting together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not giving up meeting together. That's Tuesdays and Sundays. And some are in the habit of doing. Some just, I, if you stop coming one Sunday, let me tell you, it's going to be very easy not to come to the next one. Mm-hmm. If you stop coming one Tuesday, it's going to be very easy not to come to the next Tuesday because it becomes habitual. It just comes so easy not to do, right? Hey, Amen, it does. But encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. All the more as you see the day approaching. I don't know about you, but since I've been alive, they've been saying the last days are here. And I believe the last days are here. They are. Yes. They're here. Now, uh, 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 a thousand years is how many days for God? One day. we in the last days, no matter how you put it. I mean, you interpret that scripture What you translate the scripture. If years is one day for God, then we in the last days. We in the last days. So more so than not, it says we need to get together, you know, on a regular basis. To, to to encourage one another toward love and good deeds, but it says you need not don't give up meeting right now because, because it habitual for not for you not to meet. Don't give up on it. like some people they don't they don't want to meet no more. They just get lazy with it, don't want to meet. But it says you need to meet even more so as you see the day approaching. I don't know about you, but every time I watch the news I get a little more concerned about the day. I think it was even closer when the day gets even closer now when North Korea was testing missiles, I don't know about you, but one missile shot go awry and we at it. Mm-hmm. And if you're living in a big city, you are targeted by somebody. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the rule, you're, you're targeted by somebody because they know it's where they put the missiles. So you really can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. So every day we get a little bit closer to the end of the day, end of the days, Amen. Thank God for serving the ancient of days. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank God for giving us the He's serving the ancient of days, who who's been around before there was time, and be around when time is no more. Mm-hmm. The glory that we have, the experience that we have, is that we're connected to the source of life, connected to the source of life and death and liberty. We're connected to God, and so no matter what goes on in this world, we have God. The Ancient of Days. That excites me because when I watch the news and I have to come back and remember who I am, I have to change how I think and know that no matter what's going on in the world, my God is greater. No matter what's going on, I know that I can get there. I'm going to get there. No matter what's going on, I know the reality of what it is, is the struggle may be true. The struggle may be difficult, but the struggle is just making me stronger towards my, and moving towards my victory because it's a marathon and not a sprint. Amen. And God's equipped us to run this race. Amen? Amen. The race of faith and goodness and mercy. The race has already been won when Jesus came into the world and hung upon a cross and went down to Hades and grabbed the keys of death. Got it with all power in his hand. So, and then he became a co heir. We become co heirs with Christ. We all sit, as he sits on the right hand of the Father, we sit on the right hand of Jesus. There's something said about that that makes it so empowering to know that if we stay in the course of the plan called life, then we will win. And that we're in the process of winning right now. So if you're winning right now, walk and live and think like you're winning. Amen. Be victorious in the approach you take towards life. There's some things got put together. Put some folk around you. Build you a team. Build you a plan. And meet with your team to go over this plan until you work it out. Woo! And go after it. Go after that business. Open up that another branch of that business. Go to go open up the store in the other part of the city. Expand your practice. Get that second job if you have to. Go after it. We don't have to be lose. We're not gonna lose anymore. We are victorious. And God's given us. The keys to the master plan, verse 4, the verse, no, fourth lesson, fourth lesson, fourth lesson. We're changing how we think. It says here, maintain perfect harmony between yourself and every member of your mastermind group, every member of your church, every member of your church family. Maintain perfect harmony between yourself and every member. Amen? Amen. If you fail to carry out this instruction to the letter, you may expect to meet with failure. It's it going to happen. It's going to happen. <coughs> the master by principle cannot work where perfect harmony does not prevail. If you have an art with your neighbors, deal with it. Mm-hmm. We had to be connected. We can't lead from the front of the point of the spear here at the ELC. If you have an art with somebody and you can't get along. We had to be in perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. We're moving this thing forward. We have four more Sundays after this until we're in our new place. Amen? Amen? And we're going in strong and mighty, mm-hmm. powerful, taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Isn't that ecstatic? I'm ecstatic about it. Come on, somebody. Romans 12. Romans 12, 16, and 18. It reads, just put it into perspective. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but willing to associate with people of low position, do not be conceited, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as, as it depends on you, live at peace with <coughs> some folk, no. Live at peace with just your neighbor, no. Live at peace with the people in your household, no. Live the peace with peace to people in your workplace, people from your same race, people from your same social economic class, people from your same neighborhood, your same set, your same block. No. It says live at peace with everyone, everyone. And I know it's hard to do, you know, at, at the hotel, I was so impressed with myself because I like to play the bad cop. I grew up playing the bad cop. but my wife is so sweet and kind and cute and you know she gives him that so I, I, I tried something I tried to show myself good so I went and uh, I told the man at the front desk and uh, you know and he says well you know you've been so good about it that I'm going to go ahead and make some changes to your account you know to your bill and, and I felt so good that he said you've been so good about it. You didn't you weren't fussing, you weren't irate and you know, I mean, I felt good about it. You know what I'm saying? Cuz normally I think that you have to go in there like you know, hold your breath before you walk up there. So you can turn a little red first, but I said <laughs> I didn't do that. But it, it taught me a lesson I need to know too. That when you show love, right? And you don't hold anything against the individual. You know you're gonna love them anyway. Mm-hmm. You know I call everybody brother, and I think they get. You know I learned that from. The president of Spelman, when I was in college, she used to call me brother, uh, brother president, well, soon government president, brother president, brother president, bear. I mean, she always said brother to everybody. The president of the school said brother president, uh, brother sister. I mean, whatever you know, whatever it was, she always sister, sister, uh, or whatever it was, sister student, whatever it was, she always put brother in front of brother mayor. You know, everybody was. I I I learned that when she did that, you felt you you felt like you were connected to her. You know, you it was like a warm feeling. This woman's a powerful woman, well-respected, and she called me her br- brother. And I'm like, whoo, I mean, I loved on that, right? Mm-hmm. So I call everybody brother. Even when they do me wrong, say, oh, brother, come on, man. We, brothers, we brothers, you know? Because what I'm really saying is, we in this life thing together. We here are in this life thing together. Mm-hmm. You in it together. You in it together. You in it together. We in this together. We everyone God wants us to change how we think about societies and we're all in this together. <coughs> God willing, all of us going to make it to heaven, not just in this room, not, not just in this church. I'm talking about everybody watching, everybody on the block, everybody, in the, if everybody, if we do our job, at least they get an opportunity to hear about it, Right? who you're witnessing to and when you're showing them the love of God and treating them like they're unique within themselves they're unique high or low or whatever cuz you know they think they're unique cuz you go to McDonald like I said before they got the full face on and a nice wig and weave and they got the nails long like this they they think they're doing something you know I mean, a one-day shift costs them more than what they have just on the the false stuff, just the just the stuff that they. I mean, it's a good. Day. No, I mean, it's a, they got to work two shifts just to look good. I mean, I'm just saying. But but I love. Hey hey, they look. They think hide themselves. Why oh, give me that look. But hey, that's all good. <laughs> be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Amen. Amen. Today, we start off with Proverbs 23 and 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As she thinketh in her mind, in her heart, so is she. What God is saying to us, he's calling upon us to change how we view ourselves. Now, now meaning that like he says, don't be conceited. Don't, don't worry about associating with people in low places, low positions. You you to step away. Matter of fact, you know, we're talking about different parts of the city, <coughs> between the north and the south. But you know what? What's the real difference between the north and the south? It doesn't really matter. I mean, honestly, you got a home. Thank God for your home. You got children. Thank God for your children. Thank God for a place to work. Thank God for your business. Thank God for your retirement. Thank God for being able to play golf. Thank God for having to go and ask for assistance and find some assistance from somebody. You know, during the holiday season, our church meets on Tuesdays for a one hour of power. And the last two Tuesdays, I'm pretty sure this Tuesday coming up, somebody has come by the church or called the church in need of a place to stay. And and it's not that they want to come to church here. They actually come because they find out that we're open on on Tuesdays and they come. And since we're a new church, we, we didn't understand that. But now we do. That's part of the process. What I love about this church was when it came, we loved on them like they were our brothers and sisters. I loved how you guys showed them love. I love how you drove them to the hotel and got them situated and provided a place for them to stay. I love how the neighboring business, neighboring church came and brought canned food for them and provided a way. I love how everyone pulled together. And that's leadership. God wants us to continue to show this type of leadership in all that we do and everywhere that we go. They have to be at the point of the spirit so that people see us, they see us leading by example that God has laid out into us. But to be able to do that, you have to change how you think because power in how you think. You have to understand that you are God's warrior, saint, brought out from the depth of darkness, brought into the light by God to show his glory to the world. And when you do that, you can celebrate the goodness and greatness of God because he looked beyond your fault, saw your needs, and elevated you place to live like a warrior saint for God (laughs) designed for victory designed to win designed to incorporate a plan for your own success not just for you but for your children's children I'm excited you should be excited too should be excited too. God is speaking right now. I'm hearing him say, your next year is your better year. I know it's cliche to some, but I'm seeing it. I'm believing it in my life and I'm believing it in your life. He's already shown me the last couple of weeks how he's going to give me double for my trouble. And he's been anointing us, my family, beyond what we can measure. People are calling us and asking if they can give us they pour into us financially. And it's not something that happens on a regular basis. The Lord has told them to do this. I mean, you know, we're in a season of raising money for our transition, for our move. And we haven't really been out raising money for our transition and our move because of the holidays and the, and the like. And God has been doing it miraculously for us. And I'm I'm asking you who are watching us right now, those who are here who are watching us right now, if you feel the anointing of God upon your life, send me an email or send me a note. Send me what God has promised you to you. Let's pray together, collectively together. Let's Let's include my faith with your faith to go to the next level. Is that right? Go to our website, empowerliving.church and hit prayer requests or find my email, barrett at empowerliving.church or give me a ring at the church, 704-412-4035. Just reach out to me. I, I want to be there with you. I want to see God show his glory in your life. Even you there, gathered here today. I declare and decree that 2020 is the year of the double portions. If you create your plan, get your team of advisors around you and continue to come collectively together and in worship in harmony and in truth and in God's power. Amen. And hey, this is in part of living. I'm Pastor Barrett saying thank you for joining us here today. Come back every Sunday at 10.30, 10.35 and join us live right here. And every Tuesday at 6.30, join us for a one-hour power where we come and we're we sh- iron, iron sharpens iron and become better tools, better hammers for God to swing and defeat our enemy. God bless you.